Hello, welcome and bienvenue. Konnichiwa. It's time for the Armist Inquisition yet again, episode 170 on Sunday, the 7th of February. Je suis Armish Phil. Mamish Ben. Je suis Mathieu. Oh, God, a shit and The dwarf, the cripple, and the mother of madness. <laughs> How on earth are we doing? Uh, well, we haven't got a guest. I was, would normally yeah. say, yeah, tonight's guest uh, is he's strapped in. He's strapped in. Strapped. He's uh, trapped in some sort of polar vortex in Wisconsin. That's no. the worst. That's yeah. the worst kind of polar vortex. Comes are down. Yeah, comes down, and uh, you know it's serious. They've had a lot of snow, so he's had yeah. to pull out at the last minute. Uh. <laughs> Yeah. So, what are we going to do? Just us? I don't know. We could just just uh... hardcore news deconstruction. Oh, yeah. God. Hours, hours of it. Deep dive. Yeah, Phil, so, Phil keeps promising a, a deep dive into something. <laughs> uh, wasn't that um, the WEF? Uh, World Economic Forum, is that what you said? Um, uh... Is that what you're weffing about? Yeah. What's up, Ben? Weff off. <laughs> Weff off. I don't know. I don't know enough about the World Economic Forum. No, I, uh, t- I tried to join. Are you trying to It's not. There the po- are, like, the little podcast. kind of Hitler Youth type groups you can you can go to. Uh, yeah. There's uh, subgroups that you can join. I'm not old. I think we're maybe too old for that. Oh, okay. Do you not think? What are they called? Like young, young changes or something? Young economic forums. <laughs> youth. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think they economic have, they have those sorts of, um, you know, scouts or whatever for world for um, shout guys. Schwab. Schwabby. Okay. It looks like you it looks like you're holding on pretty tight there, Phil. Do you think you're gonna be able to get through this um podcast? Yeah. Like it's, it's fun, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> Why are you having to hug your tits then? Uh, are you experiencing G forces? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's it that's it, stroke your belly. I don't do you know, I don't stroke my I don't um Stroke my belly fur anymore. Why not? Because it's been pointed out. No, it's been replaced. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Stroke your beard, do you? Stroke my beard now when I'm reading or when I'm just occupying yeah. my hands, feeling handsy. It's <laughs> listing to one side, that beard a bit, Phil. I think I know. 
your, your favoured twirling side is, is pretty obvious. <laughs> that, I almost sleep on the right side of my face. <laughs> I think I sleep on the right side of my face every night. That's where I got wonky yeah. beard. Yeah. I don't know how we got onto that. Mm-hmm. How, what's on your, how long is your list? It only looks like half a page. Uh, it's four pages. Okay, that's good. <laughs> that's, that is that is good. I'm pleased. Yeah. It pleases me. We got a new tat recently. What kind of tat? You know the the desk tat or any any new um, memorabilia you want to show us? Got Ron. Seen him. He, he's been there since Christmas. Ron for Christmas. Ron. Mm-hmm. No, I've Hi, not Ron bought. Man. I've been good actually. I've not been looking on eBay and buying stuff. <laughs> I decided um, I want to try and reduce the tat for, you know, and, and make room for just select pieces. Wow. Okay. Select pieces of tat. <laughs> yeah. Does that mean we can give stuff away for competitions and things? No. Sell, sell stuff on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all stuff of no value, isn't it? So. Well, yeah. I'm just uh, keeping my eye out. I bet out. you could get some money for adding carbonate. That's fucking priceless. I know, exactly. That's what I mean. It's fixed to the wall. That's the only thing. Did you ever finish it? No, I've not finished the control panels. No. But um, oh, right. I can't sell it because it's actually built into the wall. Just saw it out. Get a jigsaw. It's part of the superstructure. It's part of the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I would have to, uh, I'd have to uh, disassemble it and then build it back onto into someone else's house. <laughs> build that better. I'd have to build How, it back better. Exactly. Yeah, you beat me to it. Uh, well, I'm. I don't know why I'm. I feel like Phil looks for some reason. I think it must be catching. <laughs> You haven't got the, the COVID, have you? No. No, I, I'm, uh, I'm doing all right. Good. They've expanded the uh, symptoms, haven't they, recently? To include... Uh, to what? To include headache and runny nose. Oh. I have, maybe well, I do quite have COVID. Often a headache. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, just... Well, that's like, you know, every cold going. What is it now? Everything. Oh, Short sightedness. Assistant cough. I really know. Um, yeah. <laughs> Beard. <laughs> Hat. <laughs> anyway, um, oh, that's nice. I've got that. myself a quality hoodie, you know, Literally. that are available, Where are on, the available from? These days. on the internet these days. On the internet. Yeah, on the internet from the Amish Inquisition loot chest. It's so soft. I cannot get over how soft and comfortable it is. <laughs> how roomy. It's like a slanket. And the quality, and the quality, second to none. Wow. Second to none. This will last, I don't know, 10 years? <laughs> I... Is that how long it takes to biodegrade? <laughs> Why is it made of leaves? (laughs) (laughs) 
all natural fibers is it vegan friendly that's what all our listeners want to know i don't know i only tend to wear things that at least <laughs> can, have can it taste see if it tastes of bovril <laughs> it smells of bovril <laughs> excellent yeah get him <coughs> I see you've got some Christmas cards up. Yeah, Matt. buy a hoodie, man. Getting ready. Do they look like, is it that bad, the camera? You can't tell what they are. No, I mean, I just thought you were preparing for Christmas oh, early. No, it's my, it was my son's birthday on Friday. Happy birthday. Yeah. Did you, uh, did you get your son any Irish Inquisition loot? <laughs> yeah, I got him a face mask. Excellent. <laughs> Way to school. Good. No, he, he got a megalodon. <coughs> ah, that's one of the greatest dinosaurs. Yeah. It's, I'd say it's the megaest. It's the biggest shark in all history. He listens, um, I, don't, I probably can't play a song on here, can I? Because we'll get, we'll get taken down. Yep. Um, Baby shark. He listens to something called, something called Howdy Tunes. And they're they're wicked dinosaur rock songs. Is it Disney cool. or some shit? No, this is called Howdy Tunes. Don't know. It's on telly. Like some... No, it's just something he's found on YouTube. But oh. I quite like, like listening to them as well. YouTube. There's a few ballads in there as well. It's on Spotify. Right. As well, they have a Spotify. We, uh, Check it out. I know. I know the Lego Batman movie soundtrack inside out. Lonely Island did some of that, didn't he? The greatest fake rap, fake rap group. Richard ever. Cheese is on it. Richard Yeadon. Cheese. Oh, Richard Cheese. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lounge against the machine. Yes. Yeah, he's on the Lego That's Batman. Good. He does uh, Man in the Mirror. Mm. Your Batman soundtrack. Yeah, Richard Cheese. Yeah. Good. Should we deconstruct some news? Because uh... <coughs> should we do yeah, some finish at ten? Some COVID news and then some housekeeping. Yeah. Yeah. Let's keep it fresh. Let's reverse it. Put on your fucking muzzle if you go to the shop. The magic vaccine. A big fat shot in the ass from hell. Oh! You know, it's just, you know, super painful. Like a judgment day in Timberland. More, More lives this year than any other year for the past hundred years. Two million people have to die. This is such a crock of shit. Yes, yes. Sonny Pickering. Who the fuck's that? Yeah, me. People have got to understand vaccination is going to be, in the end, your route to liberty. Can you... Have you heard of Dr. John Campbell? Soup guy? No. Oh, no then. <laughs> is that not, it sounds like someone who's out, who's out of a, a, a Terminator film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dr. John Campbell, the Skynet engineer. Um, Dr. John Campbell yeah. is a retired 
English doctor. I think he's I think he's a retired GP. Might be wrong. Um, and he's um, he's got nearly nine hundred thousand YouTube subs. And he's wow. been um, going over the COVID stuff every oh, every other day. Near enough. No, uh, I came across him recently. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's mainstream, pro mask. Um, you know, pro lockdowns. We should lock down hard. We shouldn't even been considering. We shouldn't be considering exiting a lockdown right now, etc. Right. And he did a video on vitamin D this week, mm. which we know a lot more about than we used to after the other the other week. Absolutely. Um. So let's hear how he starts. Welcome to this talk. Now, the vitamin D saga goes on. More and more evidence is emerging, and we're going to look at some of that today. And yet governments around the world just seem to completely fail to take it on. What is going on here? I mean, there can't be some international global conspiracy. Yeah, I don't know. I thought that was quite funny. Cognitive dissonance won't let him even entertain the idea. He's already ruled it out before he's even considered it. It can't be. What's that? Vitamin D? It can't be a global conspiracy. The whole thing? Just what he said there. (laughs) Well, okay. It's probably weighted on the balance of evidence. Maybe, yeah. But it can't be. It's not. He doesn't even entertain the possibility. His his worldview won't allow it. It'll hurt his head. If he if he if he you know if he thinks about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's just what I think. Anyway, um I'll go on to clip two. And uh, governments really don't seem to have taken this message up. The UK government's giving out 400 international units of vitamin D to vulnerable people, which is a minute dose and probably won't be enough to make any difference. So why is it not being taken on seriously? It really is a strange question. You can understand the pharmaceutical companies not pushing it because vitamin D is dirt cheap, actually, and uh, they can't make any profit out of it. Now, we don't condone that. But but really, why governments aren't taking it up and why international guidelines aren't changing is really a mystery. Yeah, it's a big mystery to him. But it can't be a conspiracy. He can't see the link. He's just said what the problem is. Vitamin D is too cheap. All right. No one can make any money out money out of it. Yeah. Why the governments and the world organisations can't uh, get? Why why can't they? What's the number one lobbying? Interest in the world. In the world? Pharmaceuticals. Yeah. It's bigger than uh, utilities, bigger than energy. Even oil? Yeah, yeah. It's it's the biggest... I'm quite surprised by that. It's the most powerful... More powerful than banking. Really? It's a lobbying group, yeah. Well, they spend more. Wow. That's news to me. And they, they spend a lot on media as well. Right. More so in the United States, but like all the cable news companies, the number one donors of pharmaceutical companies. Part well, of the um, they have advertising over there as well. Yeah, so I was just going to say you're allowed to advertise for your like antidepression yeah. tablets and stuff, aren't you? Mm. Things like that. It shouldn't be too hard to convince like one population, so you know, a small town somewhere, to do a pilot study off mm. their own back 
and just take 4,000 units of vitamin D a day and see how how they fare against the rest of the mm. the country that would have that would yield enough evidence to say look this town has much less or much more or whatever the, the outcome is and the only change is they're taking 4000 IUs of vitamin D the only issue now is um surely it would be easier to set that up than a global conspiracy <laughs> he's yeah. going to fund it it's so cheap, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I could fund it. <laughs> you could fund it. How much is vitamin D? Dirt cheap. Let's yeah. do it. There's, yeah, there's a bit more involved, I think, in publishing a study. But, I mean, the point is, it's been done. It's, it's been done in Andalusia and Cordoba. It's already out there. We, yeah, we saw the data from that, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. Can't make money out of that. And the fact... You need more yeah. evidence, yeah. Yeah, it's the two jabs. Two jabs are better than one, and a yearly booster. Remember? Yeah, well, this right. is the thing. It's the uh, the variant talk now. It's going to be every year, isn't it? Minimum. Yeah, you're going to have it because you know the only they're only not making a profit. The pharmaceuticals what during the pandemic, the money they're going to make is after when everyone has to have this jab every year. It'll be like flu. You'll you'll it'll be open to. Those who it'll be recommended to those who who want it, basically, and it'll just be another re, another revenue stream. Or you will have to have an app on your phone with your vaccination record mm-hmm. on it, and you won't be able to go to football matches or in bars and stuff if you haven't had it, or leave the country. You'd have to give out free phones, I think. I don't know why. Well, because. Not everyone has an Android or an Apple phone. And well, if they put it on your phone, then it's a requirement. They'd have to, they'd have to have some sort of national record that was open to your football stadium security or whatever. And they'll, yeah. they'll take your name or whatever when you buy your season ticket um, or your or your gig ticket. Yeah, there'll be ways around it. In. Technical yeah. ways around it. Yeah, that's the other possibility. Or it will, they'll just treat it like a flu. And we'll just uh, everyone will just open up again, and we'll stop testing for coronavirus as much. And you'll just get this annual jab. I'm not convinced about that, to be honest. Mm. And they've pushed it a bit too far now for that. Well, we'll see. Uh, anyway, he goes through some of the studies. This John Campbell showing the positive outcomes, etc. And uh, then I've got this last little clip. Oh, it's on the next page, I think. And we've um, we've looked at evidence before that indicates that taking vitamin D daily or, or every few days or weekly is better than taking it monthly in a large bolus dose. It seems to be more seems to be absorbed. So relatively small amounts on a regular basis seem to be a good idea. So at the moment, I'm taking about 3000 international units a day. Um, so. The, 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 those kind of levels in winter in the northern hemisphere that's what that's what i'm taking um ideally you get your blood levels checked and your doctor prescribes it for you don't do what i do uh, check it out but but uh, th- th- that's just an indication of what i'm taking personally so that don't do what i do litigation avoidance yeah exactly so in case anything happens bolus <laughs> yeah he eats a turd full of <laughs> vitamin D at the end of the month. 
Dr. David Grimes didn't seem too concerned about litigation. He's yeah. old. Yeah. It's what? He's old and he's, he's, he was on a platform that's probably not seen by 900,000 <laughs> subscribers. <laughs> Hedged his bets. <laughs> oh, hang on, he was on Ivor Cummings' pro- podcast. Yeah. I've I I got bad. over 100,000 subs, I think. I think he's more convinced, isn't he, of the of the veracity of it, basically because of his own research and experience. Yeah, yeah just, this, this guy's just, guy. Yeah, he's just looked into it now, hasn't he? Just indeed. What was he like? A doctor of homeopathy or something? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Aromatherapy, astrology. Then. <laughs> <sighs> uh, the stars have been out in force this week. Stasi. Stasi. Oh, Stasi. Lancashire Police. WEF again. No, Lancashire Police busted up a birthday party in Ormskirt this week. <gasps> oh, I, I hear saw about that. Edge Hill. Oh, is this right? Yeah. There's about there's, there's about twenty people in here. So why are you here? Because we've been bored and we want to have fun. We've been locked out for. Oh, come Ooh, on, like you that, say something. Like that for ages. <laughs> I know. Can he sound more teenagery? For board, I want to have fun. <laughs> Did you organise this? Pardon? Did you organise? Uh, right, it was just supposed to be a little gathering, and word got out without even. Oh no! You yeah, but a little gathering's not allowed. Well, how do you expect a twenty-year-old girl to take? Well, you should think about that before you threw the party. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Ten grand. Just add it on to the student loan. Yeah, 20 year old. Ten grand fine. Fucking insane. Eight and 800 each, I think, for uh, the attendees. I think there was nine. I don't know. I think some of them might have scattered. Scatter! And, um, <laughs> and then uh, I think when I read it, I think it was eight or nine got fined 800 quid each. And the yeah. organizer got a ten thousand pound fine. One lad was uh, trying to trying to go after the police got there, and police right. officers there uh, with body cam on. He goes, "Where do you think you're going?" He goes, "I'm going home." <laughs> he goes, well, "You know, why are you going home?" He goes, "I don't live here. It's not my house. I'm going home." <laughs> no, don't work like that, mate. <laughs> you're being dumb. She should have said, uh, "I've no idea. These, these people just. I've no idea who they are. They just materialised yeah. out of nowhere." <laughs> You just have to say, you just have to say, there's been a rape, like Ricky Gervais in the office. <laughs> Isn't it the, the, whoever lived there wouldn't have owned the property, would they? Because it was student halls. So, well, I don't own I don't this know. place. Mm. I'm, I'm occupying it at the moment. Doesn't matter. Oh, these other people doesn't matter realize. who owns the place is irrelevant. It's yeah. organise an event. I just think she could have fought a bit more with I, I fuzzy think... logic than just cave in. Would have made for a more interesting soundbite. Yeah. How, how many people? How many police officers turned up? Like loads, five or six or something. I saw a handful, three or yeah, four so, maybe. So you know that's quite scary, isn't it, for a twenty-year-old? Yeah, and probably smashed though. Yeah, yeah, a little bit pissed. And, Having and, fun. Yeah. <laughs> And but then you just start to panic, don't you? you think, oh fuck! Mm. That's the thing, isn't it? And you know, it's just a bit. Ugh. 
Come on. What? Just, you know, just break it up. Don't have to fine him, did yeah. he? Move along. Would yeah. that not mean more people did it? Well, probably. Well, the, the, well, the fines there is a disincentive. I know, yeah, but... What's the alternative? Like, the kneecap? <laughs> just let people make their own decisions, I think. <sighs> really? Yeah. Yeah. That's what it comes down to, doesn't it? Where's the money go to start interest? We're, the exchequer. Well, I mean, there's like, what are we up to? 885 billion. Is that going to pay the furlough then? Yeah. <laughs> the furlough, no. Put the fines up to 500 million per, <laughs> per offence and we'll pay for furlough overnight. <laughs> it's insane. Bunkers. So you won't have to pay that ten grand. It'll be on some. They'll go to court or whatever, and she'll have to pay twenty pound a, a quarter for the rest of her life or something. I mean, it's the weird, it's the weird ethical thing. Like you think about it, and it's like, you know, if that did, if they did end up spreading COVID round and it killed someone that someone knew, and but then how would you ever know where that person caught the virus from? Yeah, you I can't just don't know. It. It's so. Weird as a like an try something ethically to work through. It's mm. bizarre. Yeah, it's it is it's a famous ethical question. Um, I think it's something to do with um, the train track. All ah, right, so if the if the train is going down the track, mm. and um, it's going to hit three people or five people, uh, but you have the chance to hit the rails and turn it the other track where it hits one person, should you do it? Mm. And it's re- in this scenario, the state is the train. Uh, mm. The train, the state is the, by- <laughs> is the bystander. Does the train, the state, have the right to flick the switch on and send the the train to kill fewer people? And the, well, the, the philosophical is, answer is no. There's another option, though, that the train might not kill anyone. As unlikely as it is. No, I think you're missing the point. It's not as clear. That's not an option. Not definitely killing people. Not for the not for the government bystander. In the train scenario, you're definitely killing people. Yeah. In the COVID scenario, there's a possibility you might kill someone. But we don't know whether it'll be more or less based on the actions of the police. You don't know if people are gonna Die due to well, not for for a start. the The infection rate is such that if you have twenty people, even selected at random, the likelihood of any one of them having COVID is low anyway. So, if you had those twenty people in the room, or you didn't, then the the difference in the number of people killed is is likely negligible, which makes it look even more kind of. Uh, not ham-fisted, but uh, sledgehammer nut situation. But you're right. I mean, it's, you can't know that. You can't know that it'll kill no people or 10 people or 100 million people, 20 people in a party during the pandemic. But on the train situation, you you know, it's clear you're going to kill either a few people or, or some people. But I, I don't even think they could use that, your logical argument there as as a as a support for this um this finding if that's 
No, that's what, what the, doing. that's the whole moral reason for doing all this. Is that by locking down, you stop the spread and save lives. Hmm. It's the whole argument behind it. What happens now we've vaccinated all the vulnerable people or when we do that? Is that, is that surely so. it gets less, right? I think it's over 50s, isn't it? I've kind By of May. Half, yeah, half red. And that's when things might open again. Socially distanced. Like pubs and shit. Mm. With no curfew. That's a major carrot, isn't it? Ooh, I've been um, contemplating another unintended consequence of lockdown. I don't know if you've noticed this, but the level of dog shit on the pavement has risen exponentially during this last lockdown. It's just everywhere. Experimentally. It is, yeah. There's just dog shit everywhere. I don't know what's going on. Have you noticed people that? Are, people are getting puppies because they're sat oh, yeah. at home on their own. Could be. And I think at the end, when the pubs do open, the shelters will be chock again. full again. And they're empty now. They're empty. It's, it's difficult to find a dog. Right. Um, unless you want, like, a, a weapon dog or something that's been used <laughs> in cockfighting cock or whatever. Um, yeah, you can't, you can't get nice dogs from shelters at the moment. It could be. And if you want to go to, a, like, a breeder or something, the prices are through the roof. Yeah, my wife said that, so the prices of dogs have gone up. Because the band's gone. Um, so, if neither of you noticed uh, an increase of dog fouling, higher quality just... a resident around the around these parts, I think. Must be, yeah. <laughs> just everywhere at the moment where I live, everywhere. Massive ones, small ones. <laughs> what about the ones? The old white crumbly. You sure it's dogs? <laughs> that, well. Moth, Mothman. Oh. <laughs> Foretelling. Mothman's excrement. All right, anyway, moving on. I think we've covered that now. Yeah, all right. Do you know what I was wondering the other day about the oh. COVID? You know, the death count. Right. When's it going to get reset? Because we usually reset them in January. I don't think it will. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go on, ad infinitum. Yeah, until you know we're we're bored, sufficiently bored, and the government's um um got onto something else. Basically, it's decided that it's over because that's when it's going to finish, isn't it? When the government decides, can we can we vote for it to finish that? <laughs> no, I don't think so. There's no election, is there? No. No. Five, four years. Uh, yeah. Are they uh, are they still counting excess deaths? That's an ongoing thing. So once like excess deaths are normal, there are no excess deaths, but there might still be five hundred odd COVID deaths a day, or three hundred, let's say. What would they do then? Is that because obviously 300 COVID deaths is <laughs> is would ordinarily be a few months ago something to be worried about? We would be told it'd be something to be worried about. But if that's not excess death, then is it a problem? 
problem is, is excess death is going to go up anyway over the next few years due to suicides, drug abuse, mental health, cancer, heart disease, strokes, all these things are going to go up. Asteroid strike. Just general health of the population has tanked, hasn't it? Mm -hmm. And uh, things are being cut off. I saw some dentists are warning about mouth cancer now. Going so up. People aren't going for checkups. They can't. You can't have a yeah, checkup. It's been cancelled. I've had. Uh, I've been to a dentist in lockdown. Mine was cancelled in September. Yeah, mine I had, was uh, I had in a September. crown. I had a crown fitted not so long ago. Are you private? Yeah. Well, there <laughs> you are then. Is it NHS that's locked down? Then? I'm NHS. Yeah. Sorry, mine yeah. was. Um, mine was cancelled in about September time. It's been. Rebooked for April. Yeah. So why have you only locked NHS down? Um, I don't know. Save the NHS, save lives. Yeah. But well, my, as far as I'm aware, my private dentist hasn't killed over. No, I mean they're not state funded either. To a degree. Hmm. It's indirect, I think. Well, did, did they get any state funding, private dentists? Private? No, I don't think so. I don't think they get any subsidies, right, do they? No. uh, They're out of work, aren't they, if they stop doing your teeth? Exactly. And, you know, he probably has a Ferrari. Or she has a Ferrari. Because they're so fucking rich, aren't they? Made out of all the gold teeth. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. All the gold teeth they've melted down. Yeah. Mm. I wanted to be a dentist when I was little. Creep. I've got the gold teeth Ferrari really more than anything. Is it not seven years, the degree? I think that's veterinary. You've got to be a, a human doctor before you're a vet or something. Or no, that's part of it. It's like four years down. It's it's a long time for veterinary. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure you don't have to be a human doctor to be a vet. I think then. you start on the same path for the first few years. I, I think What happens when the NHS collapses? Who's going to do your operations? It's vets. That's why they're trained for four, four years of medical degree. <laughs> I'm pretty sure dentistry is seven years as well, because I'm, I'm pretty sure a, a medical degree is five years. And then... I spent seven years at uni, and I'm not a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> it's five years for a medical degree, and then you go and do something for two years after you've done your degree to become a, a doctor. Yeah, you just go on a jelly, don't you, to and Barbados you... and learn about private jets or whatever. Uh, Gold-plated Ferraris. Um, and dentistry is seven years, I think. Veterinary science might be, veterinary medicine might be seven years as well. I think but... everything's seven years that's of any use to society. Right, okay. It's the golden number, the magic magic numbers or something. Have you seen this um, news today and yesterday about the AstraZeneca vaccine and the South African variant. That it doesn't... Not as... It's not as effective? It's all the same. It makes... This is what I found confusing reading it. So did it say that it makes some people just have mild symptoms? Oh, it has no effect on mild symptoms. But it it still stops people dying. Right, okay. That's That's, That's fine, is it? That's what it's supposed to do. Ticks all the boxes it needs to take. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's the issue? It's just need, newspaper column inches. So it's going to be it? less yeah. less effective. It won't take as much strain off the NHS and stuff. Right, people should look into so how effective the flu vaccine is each year. 
and there's no whinging about that. And it's far less effective than any of the coronavirus vaccines have been reported to be. 50 to 60 percent, isn't it? Roughly. We've had some particular awful years in the past where it's been 30 to 40. Mm. It's usually when um, the World Health Organization get the surveillance a bit wrong. Dr. Tedros. Well, we're going to have... Pro- I say we. I don't know what. I've not been in the game for years, but the... There's going to be issues next year because there's not a lot of flu happening this year because everyone's not, you know, going out, rubbing up against each other. Really? So yeah, having, do you, you're buying that? You're buying that, buying that, that it's the lockdown that stopped the flu this year? What else would it be? That it's just been kicked out of the viral by a more common virus. All right, well, whatever, whatever the cause is, the, the well, it's important. is there's less of it. Yeah, there's less of it around, so it's diffi- more difficult to determine what the prevalent strain is. Therefore, it's going to be more difficult to create an effective vaccine next year. Mm. And then when it does come back, there's a good chance that you know we'll we'll be in a similar situation than we were with coronavirus. I'll tell you for and why have an effective solution. I'll tell you for why we won't be in as bad a position with uh, a lot less vulnerable population going into that season. Yeah, because flu, flu like the coronavirus, it, it takes people who are susceptible. Mm. In general, it doesn't kill healthy thirty-year-olds, whatever, does it? It takes people that towards the end of their life who have lots of comorbidities. So uh, we might be less protected by a vaccine, but there are less people to die from it. Yeah, be interesting to see what happens if it comes back. It might not mm. come back. That would. That'd be <laughs> pharmaceutical industries won't be happy if it didn't come back. I don't think. Well, that's Jim why is, uh... that's why COVID, they need COVID, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, they're not that's losing out, are they? No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Not losing Especially if, I imagine. I would have thought the take up for a COVID vaccine would be greater for a good few years than the flu one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, until people yeah, will. get used to the risk, and and they'll just dwindling. they'll just sell it anyway. They'll just sell yeah. the flu vaccine anyway. <laughs> Yeah, yeah they're not going to lose out of it, are they? There were there was a big drive in my NHS trust for people to have the flu vaccine this year, mm. even though it, yeah, we didn't want the twin demic, did we? No. So has there been Ooh, no cases of flu? There's been a, there's been a, a few, but it's certainly down, nowhere near as many globally. It's down twenty fold, I think. Right. Okay. Hmm. Deaths that might be not. No, I think it's I think it's cases as well. I'm fairly sure there was a someone did a in in the UK someone did a their usual surveillance and found no cases where they would normally expect you know a yeah. load. Yeah, I've seen that. Um, which is I don't know. I mean, there is an argument where you could say, well, if there was a big drive for vaccination and people were worried about COVID. And the uptake of the flu vaccine was huge, which I don't think... I've not seen any figures on that. But if the uptake of the vaccine was huge, then you've, you've got a situation where potentially it has been got rid of. But there's, there's thousands of different, again, variants of flu that would potentially need vaccine changes to be effective against. Yeah. So it's, it's you're finally losing battle, really. 
with all this stuff. It's best to. Well, we can't, <laughs> can't keep ignorance it. is bliss, isn't it? I mean, all these sorts, all these sorts of things have been going on for as long as we've been here as as humans. Oh, they, they think, predate humans, don't they? Viruses, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. We've stepped in, invaded their <laughs> their environment. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I saw an interesting article this week from uh, London School of Economics. And uh, I think this was for the World Economic... I think I found it on the World Economic Forum website, but then it linked to this uh, LSE thing. And he's talking about um, vaccine hesitancy and what are the things we can do to combat vaccine hesitancy. Uh, Number one, subsidies and payments. That's not right. So... uh, yeah. Pay people to have a vaccine. Yeah, pay people to get it. Might signal risk that could might cause its backfire. I, Don't I ask questions. Here's twenty quid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's option one. Option two: compulsion. <laughs> uh, vaccination can be made compulsory given the spillover effects of others, especially older age individuals. However, the administrative cost to operationalise compulsory vaccination might be counterproductive as they can feed further antagonism and resistance. <laughs> okay, now. Put it mildly. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's the nuclear option, isn't it? Number three, nudges. Are we feeling oh. familiar with nudges? You know, the oh, government man. has a nudge unit. <laughs> it has a nudge unit? A nudge unit, yeah. And the, the, It's the psychological thing of nudging, trying to change behaviour in the society by gentle nudges. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. (laughs) Say no more. Nudges, both positive and negative nudges, can be considered above and beyond other policies, influencing reference points and vaccination framing. Changing the narratives of vaccination so individuals that refuse to vaccinate understand that default option is to vaccinate can make a difference. Um, The same, do you remember donor cards? They changed it so that you had to opt out rather than opt in. That is a nudge. Yeah. So have they actually you... done that, though? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, right, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, if you want to keep your eyes, you have to opt out. <laughs> I, thought, I, I thought they were saying they were going to do that, but they never did it. Yeah, has that been done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the role of celebrities taking up vaccine and promoting them is important. Experimental research, research points to social nudges that reward vaccination portraying it as a pro-social behaviour. So, you know, it's a good thing you're doing it for the community. It's a selfless act, that sort of messaging. Mm. Number four, conditioning. Conditioning access to certain entertainment activities or visits to publicly funded medical services or schools to having being vaccinated or marginally changing the cost sharing for those individuals that refuse to vaccinate. So, um... Yeah, if you want to go into public places, or that's another option. You know, so I I foresee that. Yeah, that's the most likely of out of all the ones you've said so far. Yeah, coercion. I think think international travel might become dependent on that. Be the vaccination record. Yeah, that could be the first, couldn't it? And then it might be sporting events and concerts. Mm. Mm. And then um, in the end, it'll be if you want your kids to go to school. You have to have it. You have to have the gene therapy. Uh, Number five, social incentives. Esteem stigma. 
Naming and shaming individuals that refuse to vaccinate can be an effective cognitive cost to someone's reputation as a good citizen. Spain has developed, uh, yeah, yeah. Spain has developed a list of individuals who have refused to be vaccinated. A register will include all the people who turned down the vaccine after being called up for vaccination by pu- Spain's public health service. Some vaccine-hesitant individuals might decide to take up the vaccine if that takes them off the list. Well, what's the list? What's the list? What, what did he do with the list? Like, put it on their website and say, these are the... Blacklist. Good luck getting a job. That's what I mean. Yeah. Black Mirror. That's Social just wild. Status. This You've not got the... to the obvious one yet, Phil. What's that? How many are there? I mean, I would have thought the first one, front and centre... I'll let you do your two first, because I bet it's not on there. Okay. Uh, number six... Rising risk awareness. Rather than hiding the deaths from COVID-19, it's plastered on every newspaper and every news every day. Rather than hiding the deaths from COVID-19, there is an important role for the media to portray. An accurate representation of the people dying from COVID-19. Risk and benefit perceptions are interrelated, as we suggest in our research. If individuals do not perceive the risks, they are unlikely to see the benefit of taking up a vaccine. So, media messaging. Make sure uh, you keep it in everyone's faces, how many people what are dying. What else could they do? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Fucking bonkers, isn't it? London School of Economics, though. Anyway, last one. Hiding the death figures. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? I wonder who funded this uh, piece of research. I should have looked that up. Number seven, trust building strategies require the mobilization of key stakeholders such as community and local leaders or trade unions to support public health authorities and the medical profession to confront the credibility of anti-vax sources. For general, uh, for instance, general practitioners have a key role to play. Evidence from France, the country which exhibits the lowest vaccination intentions as presented above, suggests that a significant share of GPs consulted vaccine critical information sources and might not have pushed vaccination as much as they could. So the GPs were more sceptical about the vaccine in France. But yeah, um, requiring the mobilisation of key stakeholders in the community, local leaders, trade unions, whatever, to confront the anti-vax stuff. What was yours, Ben? Mine was complete open clarity on procedure, process, ingredients, um, trial data, um, all information relating to vaccine trial and production to be available to whoever whoever uh, wants to view it, peer-reviewed, all, all there, out front and centre, and I know the reason that that won't happen is because it's IP or seen as IP in a lot of cases, and that means you can't make huge amounts of money from it. But is this really a situation in which you should be profiteering if indeed it is as bad as it is reported? So if this was an Ebola outbreak, would there still be the same level of, you know, essentially we've got to make money from vaccines or would they make them completely free? We've got to save as many lives as possible because everyone has a 90% risk of dying if they get it. If it was an Ebola outbreak in this country, there wouldn't be any vaccine hesitancy. No, well, no, there wouldn't. There wouldn't. 
but I think I think full information. Are you still going to get people who read all the information and still think that it's full of five G chips or whatever? Or just just don't think that the risk benefit is worth it. No, and the other thing is, there's no need for every single person to be vaccinated. There's an absolute. There's never ever been. I don't know polio maybe. Unless you're looking to completely eradicate something, which I don't think we are, because it's got a relatively low infection rate, really, and it's got a very, very low mortality rate, really. And I'm just reading the numbers here. There are some um, countries who are opting for zero COVID policies. Yeah, there are. That's actually happening. Well, it's not going to work because as soon as you open a border, I mean, unless everyone's going for it, then it's it's not going to happen. That would necessitate it. everyone being vaccinated, I guess. Well, yeah. Or dying. There's or talk of getting recovering. There's talk of um, getting it sorted for kids now. The vaccine. Mm-hmm. They're doing the trial now on kids, and there are talk in other countries of. Uh, Dropping right down and uh, giving kids the vaccine. Mm, I'd, I'd be wary of that. I mean, yeah. it's it took a hell of a lot of time to get a, a vaccine that was suitable for kids for the flu. That'll be the nasal one that, that your kids have probably had as well as mine. Um, it took a very, very long time. I mean, the flu vaccine's been around for decades and it's still relatively new that there's a a child's flu vaccine. I certainly wouldn't be um, wouldn't be looking to. Uh, that's where my vaccine hesitancy comes in. If they come in tomorrow and say my, you know, my daughter has to have a vaccine, mm. I'd I'd be very, very much wanting to see that, you know, full data or clear. And I think they're going to push for it. And uh, the trials are ongoing now. Uh, and remember, this is emergency. What's the issue you know, with um, the, vaccinating the, children? Why would just, you to, just like to finish this thought, the clinical trials haven't finished yet mm. for the vaccines. This was intermediary data and it was given emergency use. None of the trials are finished. This is why it takes so long to develop a vaccine. Mm. It's mm-hmm. the trials. It's not making the vaccine. When you so, when you get to our age, Matt, and you're kind of dying anyway, you've finished <laughs> you've finished developing and you're on your downward path. Yeah? Once you're over twenty five or whatever, that is that's it for you. You there's no there's nothing new being made or, or anything like that. But in a developing human, if you mess with, with anything, um, there's a bigger risk. There inherently a bigger risk because you 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 intervening with that development in whatever way, however minor. Um, it carries a bigger risk than just so, jabbing a dying guy. What's the difference then between the flu vaccination and the measles vaccination? Or well, the they get? Merriam-Webster this week changed the de- uh, dictionary definition of a vaccine to accommodate Pfizer and Moderna. Because under the technology. The, because under the old definition, it wouldn't be classed as a... As a vaccine, the technique was developed for cancer, mm. and it's been thing, right? it's been okay. adapted to be used as a vaccine. So it's it's different from any kind of vaccine, and until recently, won't qualify under the definition of a vaccine. I absolutely don't mind that development of that technology. I think I think it's a fantastic leap forward, and it could save 
countless millions of lives. And if they adapt the the technology for use in other in other treatments, um, then yeah, fair play to them. As long as don't as call as it not, just don't call it a vaccine though. Well, maybe yeah, maybe not. I mean, vaccines are a term that people understand. Uh, so I guess you would have even more hesitancy if you called it. About what were you saying or, about what were you saying about transparency? Well, I know, yeah. <laughs> this is me backpedaling. Yeah, you can't have it both ways. Does it if have it's, the same uh, effect, though? That's what they... That's what, well, the, the, the... Yeah, the outcome is the same, isn't it? The, well, so the outcome's the same, but the Pfizer thing makes you create the spike protein. Mm. Okay. It turns your body into the vaccine, in, in a sense. Rather than giving you the virus, it's giving you a part of... Uh, a virus that your immune system responds to, it's giving you a piece of the virus, yeah. the spike protein, Ooh, yeah. in the hope that you will um, develop antibodies against that, I guess. Yeah, whereas in a normal vaccine, you kind of get actual virus, smash yeah. it, kill it, smash it up, you just end up with the the antigens that are on the outside, and then you just fill your blood with loads of antigens, and you, your body reacts to that, whereas... Like Phil says, with the with the protein, uh, with the um, mRNA uh, intervention, there's um, it, it triggers your body to create those those antigens or the protein spike, and then the your your um, immune system attacks those as if it was the virus. So it works in exactly the same way as a vaccine after a certain point. And the thing with the measles is again down to that that years of development. <clears throat> Years and years in development and try and the the amount of data that they have already is enough to to say that you know measles vaccine doesn't kill a great deal of people. I'm sure I'm sure there will be adverse effects from it, and there will be a handful of deaths each year, maybe uh, tragic as that is. Um, but the data would support that it's it's um, you know the benefit outweighs the risks. Yeah, so you know, unfortunately, yeah, if a handful of children die, it saves tens of thousands. It's that kind of dis- ethical decision, isn't it? But that's the same decision that could have been made at the start of this pandemic, where one point one people percent of all people with underlying health conditions are dying. Mm-hmm. Do do we need to mount a a response this big? That sounds harsh when I say it, but. I don't know. The thing is, the actions that we've taken have consequences. That, well. And that's where it becomes a social experiment. It's mm-hmm. a fantastic social experiment for someone to... I know there'll be thousands upon thousands of papers written about this in, in sociology classes and psychology classes <laughs> uh, for decades to come. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I need to uh, go to the toilet. All right. <laughs> um, I've got a clip here from Stanley Johnson. All right. Who's that? Boris Johnson's dad. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. This is from uh, 2012, and he's talking about depopulation and eugenics. Oh, no. <laughs> They're no great people. But I'd add as a corollary to that, you have to get population under control as well, because if you look at it in sheer economic terms, how can you sustain increases in per capita income 
at a time when you have rising population without rising economic growth. Whereas if you have a declining um, population, which is what I would aim for, then of course even a stable economic growth situation will give you increases in per capita income. So that's where I stand on do you, that. Do you, do you have a sense of what the carrying capacity of Britain is or of the, uh, uh, of the world as a whole? Or? Well, Britain, I put it at 10 or 15 million. Um, I, mean, <laughs> I think that would be absolutely fine. I mean, that would do us really splendidly. At, at, at a limit, 2025, I think it's complete nonsense that we are now confronted with an islander, would you believe it, of 70 million, 70 million people. I wrote a paper, I think it's the only paper the Conservative Party... 10 million, 15 million, he reckons, should be so honest. That's that then, uh, a 75% reduction <laughs> in population. This is, Jordan Peterson has, I've heard him say, talk about this a lot, and he's repost to this, which he always says is, you go first. If you want less people living then you know what you need to do. Yeah. You know, it's balmy. Uh, Charlie Robinson talked about that um, American TV presenter, I can't remember what he's called, who's spoken like this. And he's got something like five kids. <laughs> it's like, okay. And he said Seriously. on the podcast, said, which one's going to go? You pick. Yeah. It's the same, isn't it? It's like this. It's like, you know, we say in our society, because we're wealthy and all the rest of it, we can afford to have children. And what what he's meaning is developing countries, people over there need to think about having less children, don't they? That's what it comes down to. Let's see. Party has ever published, and it was published as an old Queen Street paper in, in June mm. 1972, oddly enough. And it was called uh, Britain Needs a Population Policy. And, um, and you, you could still argue that today, I mean, right now. I certainly could, I certainly could. But what has happened, of course, is that we have all been, as it were, shunted aside, off, shunted off course by what you might call the rise of political correctness because you can't talk about this now without being saying you're anti-feminist because you're telling women what to do with their bodies or you're racist because you're saying it's the browns and the blacks and the yellow racists who mustn't have um, uh, or you're a left-winger because you're really trying to get at you know, the capitalist society. So it's a very, very difficult one now and I would say that at the very least uh, the governments of the world have to start talking, the government of this country has to talk, uh, start talking seriously about immigration. Because if you look at the rise in Britain's population now, you will see that, as it were, there is a really serious differential in the fertility of the immigrant population to the fertility of what you might call the indigenous population. So anyway, but this is, this, this is, this is very political stuff, not one for Guardian readers. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mince your words, Stanley. Hello. That was back in 2012. I wonder if he has any influence on his son, Prime Minister. I wonder if he mentioned any of that whilst he was in the jungle. Oh, I didn't know he was in the jungle. He was, wasn't he? Yeah, a few years ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, population, it all started with a book in the 70s, I think it was called. It was, it was called The Population Bomb, I've been meaning to read. Right. And this is where this sort of thinking, a lot of it sort of uh, reached its zenith. I mean, eugenics and population control have been on the cards for a long time. Um, Charlie, again, Charlie Robinson told us about Margaret Sanger, the founder of Planned Parenthood, the, that run the abortion clinics in the States, and she was a complete racist, uh, well, piece of shit, who, who basically wanted populations to be um, reduced massively. Mm. And... Uh, she was also, I think um, Bill Gates' dad was on the board of Planned Parenthood as well. 
I think that's what he said, didn't he? Like, yeah. I see that kind of rings a bell. And Bill Gates has been going on about population control for decades. I saw a magazine article with him in the 90s talking about how we need to reduce the the population. Mm. And there's that famous tag talk and stuff, which is interesting. Yeah. What are you, are you doing emails? No. What are you doing? I was wondering if the Sanger Institute had any connection with Margaret. That's nice. Some some other guy. I was going to make a link, but I better check check myself before I wreck myself. <laughs> well, one way to reduce population um, might be the incre- increased use of apps such as this. This is from um, Marlon Baker's YouTube channel this week. And once you've studied sexuality. You'll be wanting to put some practice in, I imagine. If you're doing it in Denmark, there's now an app that you can use to record consent before proceeding. The app, iConsent, enables the process of asking and agreeing to be done in 30 seconds. Once granted, consent is valid for one intercourse and expires after 24 hours. Who says romance is dead? Think of that. I get the importance of consent, but I think the using technology to try and collect, I, I don't know, it seems like there's probably a smoother way. How do, how do you prove consent uh, after the fact, if you don't uh, have it in writing? Well, I mean, that's that's a, a scary situation I, I hope to never find myself in, because you can't. Well, that's why this app was being created, to solve this problem. Well, is it a problem? I mean, I, I don't know. Is it a problem? It's in the news a lot, isn't it? Necessity is the mother of invention. Why has it been invented? There isn't a perceived, or at least the perception of a problem. I don't know. I've led a sheltered life. I don't know. Did the young people do this? Did they do the con- the consent thing? I've not been young Verbally. for the best part of 20 years. No, I don't know any. <laughs> I don't know any. Matt, you know a millennial. What would dangerous dad uh, say? Doesn't well, like Tinder. It's a bit of a bit of a hot streak consent. If you swipe right on Tinder, does that not count as a? Or you can? I don't even know how it works. Um, I know there's some swiping, but <laughs> could that not record the that activity and say, oh well, this person likes this person, therefore. I don't know. No, no, because you're not agreeing to have sex, are you? Unless there's a message saying, I'm agreeing to have sex with you. She um, swipe white on Tinder, Judge. <laughs> exactly, yeah. That's free game, innit? <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know how the kids are doing. Lockdown, innit? I was just bored. Oh, God. I'd never thought about, about this. We've not had any fun. <laughs> yeah, we've not had any fun. Um, I don't know. I think that's I. I would be quite tempted to use that. To be honest with you, yeah, it might be something I might discuss. You know, in eleven years' time with my son. Yeah, it's, it's, oh, protection it's, against false accusations more than anything. Yes, that's what I mean. Yeah, it's more. Yeah. For, yeah, it's more for men, isn't it? Yeah, to cover your back. Yeah, mm. yeah, I, I tend to agree. Especially if you like, I know, but the thing is, it's, you know, if you're on a night out and everyone's smashed, you're smashed, the girl's smashed, 
and um, she can't remember saying yes and you can't remember what happened really then yeah something worth in it thinking about but you know if you're pissed are you going to remember to use an app I don't know yeah I don't know I don't think it'll take off but <laughs> chaperones there's loads of people going to be out of jobs when we come out of COVID and the bars are going to be open everyone's going to be goosing perhaps, perhaps there should just be government mandated chaperones to record all this information and the act <laughs> it'll be this soon won't it have your chaperone. Aren't they always listening anyway? That'd be a lot easier. Just ask ask Siri if I, if consent was granted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That might be a thing, might it? You know, could be. It's next, for your protection. The Patriot Act Three. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it's going anywhere. That out. Yeah. Um, Petter, you know the animal rights place, Petter. <laughs> God. The, or is it I Peter? It was, it's Peter, I think. Oh, I call it Petter. Petter. They raise some eyebrows. Pets. Yeah, because it's is for it, pets. Is it Petter and Antifa? <laughs> Antifa. <laughs> they uh, raised some eyebrows this week on GMB. This is a bit of a gear change. The phrase is behaving like an animal and stop being a chicken or a rat, or a sloth, are being regarded as offensive and insulting by the animal rights charity PETA because it reinforces, apparently, the myth that humans are superior. Yes, we wanted to focus attention on something else this morning, (laughs) and so we've focused it on this. Instead of calling someone a chicken, PETA want people to use the word coward. Instead of rat... They suggest using the word snitch. I hate the word snitch. Uh, Rather than referring to someone as a snake, they want... People to use jerk? What ways are these less offensive? Instead of pig for someone who's being greedy or ignorant, they suggest repulsive. <laughs> and finally, instead of calling someone a sloth, they say just use the word lazy. Well, joining us to discuss this, Elizabeth White from Petter and journalist and radio presenter Mike. Do you think? No. What a load of bollocks. predicated <laughs> on a fallacy. Yes, the myth. Yeah. Do you not... Um... Do you consider humans superior to animals? Absolutely, in every way, except, you know, breathing underwater and shit, flying. (laughs) If they banded together and created a super animal, that would definitely be (laughs) superior to humans. (laughs) You think, Matt, are humans superior? I think we are superior in a number of ways. Um. Now, it's an interesting question to say whether one species is superior to another. Now, this is it. Now, if you disagree, if you think that all species are equal, the only option for you, ethically, is to become a vegan. (laughs) Isn't it? Yeah, but I didn't say that. No, I'm extrapolating. I mean, the thing is, I quite often think about um, bacon, and (laughs) quite often people say pigs, pigs are just like dogs when you get to know them. You know, and they'll like follow you around. It's quite friendly, can be quite friendly, things like that. Um, you know, similarly, steak, lamb as well. No, they might do if you train them. Lamb, has anybody trained a pig? Um, or bred it, you know, to fetch. Um, lamb as well. You know, sometimes I think, oh, this is just like a baby. I'm just lamb, lamb's the closest I think I get to, yeah. Veal as well, but then I kind of think with veal a lot of the time in this country, especially male calves are just 
killed, aren't they? And I, I don't know what they do with the meat. Most, most of this is just um, cultural, though, because look at, you know, the French eat horses, Far yeah. East eat dogs. <laughs> Dolly in China. Yeah. And yeah. Korea as well. I'm not sure. There was a hor- awful documentary about the dog uh, festival they have in China. Oh, I've seen like them cooking them, them alive oh, and stuff. God, yeah. And it, it's like a big festival once a year and they, everyone loves eating dogs. And they have to, you know, these animal rights people are in there trying to rescue dogs and stuff. Some of the, and some of the local Chinese as well, they were like dog rescuers who were like mm. um, fostering all these dogs. Well, native Chinese. There's an interesting film called Okja. O K J A. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. On, um, on Netflix. Animated? No, it's a. <sighs> What's the guy called who direct, directed Parasite? Is it Boone something or other? I can't remember his name. But anyway, it's the same guy, and he directed it. And it's basically people genetically engineer this animal, and it's basically done to appease like the populace because it's genetically engineered, and it, you know it's fine. It doesn't have any feelings or emotions. And this girl um, has a pet, has a pet Okja. I think she calls it Okja, and it it's... turns out to be a, a, like a dog. It's okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, German. That's where the name comes from, isn't it? I think it was an animal, though. It might be Okja. Okja. It's Korean. Korean. Yeah. Well, it's not in in English, but didn't it get nominated for an Oscar or something? Possibly. Parasite. Parasite won, didn't it? Yeah. Best best picture. Uh, no, I don't know. Uh, venison, I think. Sometimes I think, yes, I'd, I'd really like to, uh, you know. Shoot, shoot a stag and eat it. Yeah, but <laughs> other times I think that's that's probably tight. And the, the, the reason why I think I wouldn't be very good at it is because I'd probably make a mess of the shot and, you know, it just yeah. end up with a, a lame stag running around for a week. Is that, is that, are you referencing the crown there, Ben? A little bit, you're to, yeah. You're trying to get yeah. the shoehorn the crown into every that, that, podcast. <laughs> that's, where, uh, that's where I most recently thought about it. But it's for the same reasons. I won't, I won't want to cock up the shot. No, yeah, it's a bit weird, isn't it? I think I could. I think I could just about shoot a stag and butcher it. You could. You definitely could if civilization collapsed and you had to do it to well, feed yeah, yourself. Well, yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? I could eat a squirrel. In yeah. that case, yeah, or a you rat. have to learn what parts are tasty and what parts are poisonous. Balls, <laughs> balls, both double-edged sword. Yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, yeah, every, obviously, everything you're eating, everything humans are eating humans again, aren't they? You know, <laughs> okay. of course they would. Right. It would eventually. I don't know about that. Oh yeah, eventually. Yeah, look at alive. Yeah, alive, or you know. Um, well, humans are recent, easier to kill, classically. Recent past. It would be easier to catch and kill a human than it would to go out in yeah. the woods and, and kill someone. imagine, yeah, because, you know, you delicious. can kill someone, can't you? What There's about if you're... livestock around, though. Surely all them would go first. Maybe. Could you kill mm. someone with your face? Someone? Yeah. What with my face? With your face, like an animal. Animals. Kill an animal with my own face. Yeah, that's how animals kill, isn't it? With the face. Oh, like biting them to death. Yeah. All oh, right. Okay. No. Um, <laughs> let's see. 
I don't know. Again, you know, if we're talking like post-apocalyptic, then probably uh, anything goes. <laughs> you'd have to go for the jugular, wouldn't you? That's the only, and, and Classic. hope hope that your you know your dull nonsense teeth are going to get through the, the yeah. fleshy neck parts. And this is why we're superior to them is because we can fashion a weapon and stab them to death. Tools, yeah. Yeah, I agree. We're superior. Therefore, you can eat them. Yeah, it's decided. All right, then, let's hear from the latest um, scientific development from MIT, Massachusetts Internet... (laughs) 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 Massachusetts Internet. (laughs) Massachusetts Institute of Technology. (laughs) It sounds too crazy to believe, but scientists really have taught spinach to send emails. All right, here's how it works. Let's break it down. Engineers at MIT report that spinach roots can detect a compound found in explosives, like landmines. When the roots detect the compound, molecules in the roots release a signal. That signal is then read by an infrared camera, which sends an email alert to scientists. The purpose of the experiment is to detect explosives, but scientists believe it could be used to warn researchers of pollution. The experiment is part of a wider field of research that involves engineering electronic systems into plants. It is also called plant nanobionics. Well, well, Phil's gun. It's because he's drinking antifreeze. Have you seen the colour of that? I mean, it's glass. It's like some kind of pearlesque blue. What was the first bit about? What's the spinach doing? Spinach sending emails. Why? About what? Saying water me or something, maybe. They put... I don't know if he said this, but um, you can probably rig up a sensor to see when a plant needs watering. In fact, 100% certain you can do that. And then you could connect that sensor sensor to a computer and get it to send an email every time the sensor is triggered. So I don't know. I don't think it's that, though, because he talks about plant nanobionics or something. Biotics. I don't know. Um He'll have to play it again. Yeah. Maybe he's fill the uh, fill the air with something. Any time, Phil. Oh, and he's back. You played again. We got distracted. <sighs> have you done it? Have you done the spinach? Plant bionics. Yeah, we've done it. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh... yeah. Any other salad news? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, um, Britney Spears was trending today on. Uh, well, the, I think the hashtag was was um, uh, what was it? We for, forgive us, Britney, or something. <laughs> Did you oh, hear about like, this? This documentary. Is this to do with like the conspiracy that she's been free Britney held against, held against her will? That was the story. Uh, yeah, recently, like over the last. Months, months and months. Yeah, it's been around for a while, hasn't it? Since she shaved her head. Uh, but this is something new. It was I can't remember the hashtag, but it's because of the reaction to a documentary that's just come yeah. out on FX. Yeah, about yeah, the yeah. way she was being treated by Justin Timberlake and her dad and everything. Right. Well, I don't know about the Justin Timberlake, but uh, yeah, I've heard some like sketchy stuff to do with her dad. And yeah, I've not is seen JT it. Going to get cancelled. Sorry, is Justin Timberlake going to get cancelled now. Hopefully, I've not. I don't know the details. I only heard about it today. 
just before I came in here, I just looked what was trending on Twitter. But it seems like this documentary might be interesting viewing. Mm, yeah. Say so going the same way as Marilyn Manson and Ryan Adams. Ryan Adams has been um, acquitted. Absolutely, yeah. He was acquitted in November 2019, but the news just came... It was just reported, rather. So I don't know whether there was oh, right, an embargo. Okay. Um, I wonder if there was an appeal then against the... There's a bit more with Ryan. I think there was there was uh, allegations of a, a girl that he texted. He was underage or something. Yeah, that's why. Because actually, was twenty one. So, oh right, okay. You know, what was the accusation with Ryan Adams? That he's been texting her like te- flirting or whatever. So he sent her a text basically saying, "How old are you?" I or something. Are you over eighteen? Essentially. So that was the evidence they used to suggest that he wasn't sure that she was over 18. And then he went on to, I don't know, I don't think he ever met, or maybe they met, but there was I don't think there was any um, physical contact. It was all based around these texts. Anyway, it turns out she was 21 anyway. Um, but then there was some, like he'd been accused of emotional, yeah. what the hell was it, emotional abuse by Mandy Moore. Yeah, that and, was his. And some other people. Was he not in a relationship with her? He was married to her, yeah. Did all this come out during the Me Too movement? Just after. Yeah. Mm. Uh, we were going to go, well, we, uh, uh, a mutual friend and I, <laughs> were, were going to go and see him, um, see his gig, and it, that was cancelled as a result of this. Uh, but he, he's back sort of now. He's just released another album, which is pretty good. Um but yeah, um, Marilyn Manson's going the same way now. There's um, mm, loads, that Rachel Evans Wood from Westworld. Mm. They were in a relationship, and she's saying that he was he was weird. But to be fair, he was weird. Well, and fucking hell! Yeah, I, I know you know what you were getting yourself in for. Yeah, <laughs> really. I, I, I mean, yeah. It's this. Yeah, it's very tricky, isn't it? Because I think she was. Was she 10 years younger than him or 15 years younger than him? But she was still like, ugh, I think she was over 18 when she got in a relationship with him. Um, you know, I can't say what actually happened in that relationship, but you would think, you know, if you did a quick Google about Marilyn Manson and insertion, you you know. <laughs> or you'd be been on... to any Leeds festival. <laughs> yeah, there would be, <laughs> there would be, you know, things would come up, wouldn't they? Yeah, I don't know. And then it's, is it then that you kind of look back on these things and think, oh, I was actually being coerced then. I, you know, it's very difficult, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is for that kind of stuff. Yeah, doubly hard when it's happened a long time ago. Yeah, that's what I mean. People's memories it, sort of play tricks on them. and That would have been the stuff? height of his, um, his fame as well, wouldn't it, about 18 years ago, was it? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Probably. He was married to Dita von Teese and and they they he was seeing her on the side like so. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't know. Which character does she is she in Rest World? The main one, the main oh. robot woman. Yeah, the blonde. Loris. That's it. Yeah. Right. Oh no idea. Mm. You go. It's because we don't move in celebrity circles. We just we just get to hear it in. Uh, on TMZ or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, should we move on? Yeah, we're going to talk you know, about the cricket. A lot of people have been 
struggling through this lockdown. They've been bored and not knowing what to do with themselves and whether to get a new hobby or whatever. Anyway, if you want to inject some incitement in your life, can I recommend, or mild peril even, you might want to consider joining your local parish council. Yes. <laughs> when do we plan to start? This is how it began. Yeah, I'm just in a meeting at the moment. Can I give you a call back when it finishes? A Zoom meeting that sparked a media circus. Here in Handforth, Cheshire, population just over 6,000, until now best known for its big Tesco. But the quiet facade was shattered last night. Will you stop talking? You have no authority here, Jackie Weaver. Don't you just kicked him out. Read the standing orders. Read them and understand them. Footage of a chaotic parish council meeting emerged, lighting up social media and throwing this small town into the spotlight. The main protagonist, Jackie Weaver, not a Handforth parish councillor, but brought into the meeting to support others. And as you'll see, her attendance was not welcomed by everyone, including the chair, Brian Tolver. But this meeting has not been called according to the law. The law has been broken. It has been properly Will you please let the chair... please. A standoff between the pair ended in him being kicked out and sparked anger from the vice chair. This is a meeting called by two councillors. Illegally. They now elect a chairman. No, they can't. This was the vice chair's here. I take charge. Read the standing orders. Read them and understand them. <laughs> Dear me. Oh, the audible gasp as well. <laughs> After that, chaos. Where's the chairman? Councillor Burkle, we've been through this. Could I ask you to be to be respectful to Jackie Weaver, please? <laughs> <laughs> The meeting took place two months ago, but when an edited version hit Twitter last night, it quickly became a sensation that has made overnight stars of the participants. Uh, it, was, it is hilarious if you can find that on YouTube. Yeah, yeah I should put a link. Would you like to hear the uh, the middle section in its full glory? Oh, um, yes. Always. Right, we'll start the We'll start the meeting, and I want to repeat what I said at the beginning of the last meeting, that this meeting has not been called according to the law. The law um, has been broken. It has been properly Will called. Will you please let the chairman... This is please. You disrupt this meeting. I will have to remove you from it. You can't. It's only the chairman who can remove people from a meeting. You have no authority here, Jackie Weaver. No authority at all. She's just kicked him out. <laughs> no, she's kicked him out. Don't, don't. She's kicked him out. Don't. This is a meeting called by two councillors. Illegally. And they now elect <laughs> a chairman. No, they can't. This was the vice chair's here. I take charge. <laughs> Read the standing orders. <laughs> Read them and understand them. <laughs> Oh, dear me. Appalling behaviour. Oh, my God. <laughs> you have no authority here, Jackie Weaver. No, they can't. This was the vice chair's here. I take charge. Read them and understand them. <laughs> Read the standing orders. 
Read them and understand them. Read them and understand them. No, they can't because the vice chair's here. I take charge. Read them and understand them. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to know the backstory yeah. of why she was there. Are, are you are you Team Jackie or Team Bob? <laughs> Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Team I'm Team Jackie Weaver. Yeah, definitely. These they just sound like just knobs. Bob, yeah, Bob can fuck <laughs> off and take his vice yeah. chair with him. <laughs> no, they can't because the vice chair's here. I take charge. <laughs> <laughs> what makes me laugh is this is the lowest form of politics in the country. It's a local parish council subcommittee. I know. I <laughs> but if they, t- they take it this seriously, can you imagine what it's like around the cabinet table? At the well, top, imagine, imagine the like pistols at dawn. I just, I, it just makes me laugh how seriously they take it. <laughs> so little power going to going to someone's head. Little there Hitler's. Be, the, yeah, there must be something going on though for Jackie to be sent in as a mediator and, and to cause that kind of reaction. You have no authority here, Jackie Weaver. She has no authority to do this shit. I know. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what the backstory is. Mm. I would like to see to see the full meeting as well. <laughs> you can probably uh, get like the minutes online. They're probably published online for going months back. <laughs> yeah, probably. Read them and understand them. Yeah. Read them and understand them! <laughs> That's brilliant. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Hmm. Oh dear. Oh, it's 9.35. Sun's getting real low. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, we're going to have an early finish. Oh, I've not even done any housekeeping. All right, we're going to do some housekeeping to end then. We haven't done the World Economic Forum. That can wait, it's evergreen. <laughs> okay. We'll <laughs> do some housekeeping. Deal. At this time... I don't know what I've done with it. <laughs> Housekeeping. Housekeeping. Uh, everything's under control. Situation normal. Housekeeping. <laughs> this is a value, for, that. <laughs> value for value podcast. If you find this podcast valuable, please consider returning some value. Yeah. The ways of myriad. Mm. Can't think of any, but <laughs> give us a review on, on a platform of your choice that we're on. Yeah. Send us a review. Um donate money. Um donate yourselves. In, you know <laughs> in time. Organs. <laughs> in time. Purchase an item of clothing. Why don't you send us some artwork, original artwork that we could use? As like you know something. Yeah, if it's uh, three thousand pixels squared between three thousand fourteen hundred pixels squared, we can even use it as uh, artwork for an episode. Yeah. yeah, I tried and failed this week, but <laughs> you know, square. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be. Square. Oh, I was going to say it has to be sort of copyright free. Oh, right. Original. Well, that's what I mean. Artwork. If it's an original, an original. artwork. Yeah, you can do that. You can email us at thearmsinquisition at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Send us uh, news articles, media clips, 
information that you feel needs amplifying. Send us an excellent anagram for Matt's board. Yeah. How'd that work? No, I just, I mean, I, I can't, I can't see much on there, but I'm sure people can watch and work it out. Are we, is this going to be on YouTube? <laughs> Might as well be, mightn't it? <laughs> yeah. I've been. Well, uh, if, you could, if you can see a board, give us a, give us an anagram, and Matt uh, can stick it on next week. Oh, it's really hard to do position. that board. Is it all right? Forget that then. Just give us a review and buy a hoodie. Yeah, so good. Yeah, I'll toss us a fucking coin. Toss a coin to your Witcher, oh Valley of Plenty. Oh, I think you're hitting hitting the point, Phil. That uh. Cut on grape. It really bothers me. Uh, Feces. Uh, uh, because I, I believe I, I have an issue in this respect. Yeah, I have an issue in the fact that we don't get enough donations. So give us some. <laughs> Find the PayPal link on the uh, website and give us a monthly or one-off. Mm. If you want to support us. Uh, right, I better thank the producers, haven't I? Episode 170, shitless this week. Gav Scott, <laughs> Nomi, Noz, Nodge, Tabasco, 81, Anonymous, and everyone who bought merch this week. Thank, Thank you. you. You're so amazing. In your love. Because I'm literally a communist. I think I fucked it up. I've done the same thing as I did last week, you know. I'm confusing myself. They are. Yeah. So amazing in their love. Because I'm literally the best mate. And it really bothers me. I've been coming to terms with the fact that I am fucking vegan. Me a goosey big stud. The dwarf. The currants. The grape. The homophobe. The winds. The asthma. The crop up cunts. The number 11. The blind man. The fallen on the horizon. The cripple and the mother. Spotty bickering. From hell. I don't get it. Never will. Oh, that's it. Good. I've been toying with the idea of live streaming again. Yeah. I'm wondering if it's worth bothering. Yeah, let's do it. I don't know how we would would we do two two streams. What do you mean? <sighs> Struggle doing one last First time. First half and second half. Yeah. Yeah, we should do really. Yeah. We couldn't do it all in one go, could we? No. I wonder if we get different audiences. Donald John Trump incited the erection. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Let's do it. Are we going to say goodbye or uh, just burn out? What, tonight? Yeah. Is it time to go? I don't know. Yeah. All right, then. You're a lion dog-faced pony soldier. I forgot about that. What on earth? What are we going to do? Uh, what are we doing out this week? Play, play Destiny on Thursday. New season. Season oh. of the... Which? Spend more money with Bungie. 
Well, no, I've spent my, I've got my 60 year, 60 year, my 60 pounds, <laughs> um, what do you call it? Season pass, year pass, season pass. Is it new season? Yeah. Yeah, Tuesday, Tuesday reset, new season. So what is, well, Fireball then? Well, you yeah, you'll season. get it out for free. Yeah. That's what I mean. You've already so bought it. Right. I'll have to pay eight pounds or something. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you, you've already paid it. <laughs> I've actually saved around five pounds. <laughs> so five or seven pounds when I figured it out. So, I mean, we play it and we hate it every time. <laughs> it's going to yeah. be a, a fusion Is rifle you... meta, I hear. Uh, um, I can't operate fusion rifles. Oh, now's your time to learn. Is that why you were rocking the arbalest last time then? It was... Um, the other one. The, pr- the primary one. Dang. No, I might try the Arnold. Bastion. Bastion, yeah. Bastion's the close-up one. Arbalest is the Patang one. Okay. Are the fusion I'm, rifles I'm, the ones that you have to charge up? Yeah. Patang. Yeah. Probably but, stick to Suros. <laughs> they're not having a massive buff. They're having a bit of a range buff and a handling buff, I think. That's it. Right. But, you know. People jump make on any it. difference to me, is it? No. Unless the buff is auto aim, <laughs> <laughs> aim bot. Yeah. See, have you actually um, synced all of your armor though yet? Me? No, I, I don't even know what that means. Exactly. So this is why you struggle, and you continue to do so. What can someone? T- we told you. We told you. We played the game for two years, Ben, and we've told you every week. You've got to work on your build. Yeah. <laughs> you need that synergy. Yeah. Right. And stop being an idiot, and that'd be fine. <laughs> Don't be a destiny idiot. I can I promise one of those things? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, dear. Right, that's it. That's all we're doing this. Well, yeah, I suppose we can't do much else, can we? No. Nope. We'll just play Destiny on the Thursday. Guess next week. We have, yeah, Paul Kidgel. Paul Kidgel. Gary Kidgel. Gary Kidgel, sorry, not Gary. Paul Kidgel. From Esoteric Astrology. Uh, it's all about like... sacred numbers, baby. Golden section. Procession Sexy. of the equinoxes. Oh, yeah. 432,000. 432, yeah. What's a quarter of 4-3-2? <laughs> Oh, wait, there we go. <laughs> One of the major sacred numbers and processional numbers. And what? Um, no. The, <laughs> the moon, uh, you know the distance from the moon to the earth? It's 108 miles. 108 times Spooky. the moon. 108 oh. times the moon's diameter. Don't sound like that flat earth guy told us. He said he was on, on the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, true. Isn't that... The, Hang on a minute, before we get into this, you know, we spiral out here. Um, <laughs> isn't isn't the moon getting further away or closer to the Earth, though? Yeah. Like yes. An, an inch every 500 years or something. It's, and there's no um, reason to believe that it won't oscillate. It won't start coming back when it reaches a certain point. Like the Earth's surface. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the moon is a, is 108... The distance between the Earth and the moon is 108 times the diameter of the moon. 
The distance between the Earth and the Sun is 108 times the diameter of the Sun. And the diameter of the Sun is 108 times the diameter of the Earth. If all that's true... Which but it's true. I assume it is. <laughs> it's true. You're me that's, then, well, that, that's, that's the kind of, like, strangeness, yeah. high strangeness that I can appreciate, because it's numbers and it's maths and it's physics. It's why we have eclipses. I can engage with that. I can't really engage with the Earth is kind of in a in a dish. Covered why in a why dome. are you getting, going into flat Earth? Flat Earth's got nothing because to do I with this stuff. I link everything to different kind of levels of of strangeness. Okay. It's like that pyramid. But the yeah, I don't know. That 108 thing is is geometry, isn't it, and physics and all that sort of stuff, which is interesting. And I have just finished. Fingerprints of the Gods, which kind of ended on that kind of bent, talking about pyramids and 432 and a procession of equinoxes and things. Well, does it? I've forgotten. It's that long since yeah. I did. He goes into... Pre- oh, of course he does, one. because he's talking about the Age of Leo, isn't he, with the Sphinx? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the Age of Ares and the Ram worship. And what age are we in now? We're on the... We're cusping. Cusping the Age of Aquarius. The Age of... It's been the Age of Aquarius. No. No, Age of Pisces. The last 2,160 right, right, yeah, years. Yeah. This is why Jesus was the fisher Jesus of men. the fish. The loaf so, and the fishes, the Christian fish symbol. We're exiting Aquarius, it. are we moving into a matriarchal society? No, Aquarius was just water carrier. All oh, right. Ah, oh, maybe we're going to get gills. The Great Flood. Don't know. Oh, yeah. Don't know, it's, this is where the phrase New Age comes from. Mm. You know, the New Age movement. It depends who's running the simulation. We all know that. Exactly, yeah. Mm. Right then, to fuck off into the night. Well, we've been trying to go for ten minutes. So. <laughs> You're saying, mates. All right. <laughs> right, we'll go. Right. See Gary Kitchell next week. Yeah, hey, bye. Execute order 69. Execute right. order 69, dude! Yeah. Mr. Peter Bone! Like a judgment day and terminating mode like... Read them and understand them! You have no authority here, Jackie Weaver. No, they can't. This is the vice chair's here. I take charge. Read the standing orders. Read them and understand them! Donald John Trump incited the erection. Fucking vegan.